Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. November 9th, 2020. Chaos. Goodbye to the trees. Desire. Emotions. How to hurt your back, and how to fix it. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Well, hello there. Hello, who are you? Who even are you? Welcome to the brand new podcast. <laughs> it has no name. <laughs> what has happened? Where? Well, I guess in fairness. Yes. First of all. Okay. It is November 9th. Hello, November 9th, Monday. I could How not have you? picked a more appropriate holiday today is Chaos Never Dies Day. Well... We can testify to the truth of that. Indeed. I did like the, the the gist of this holiday is that chaos is ongoing, all of that. And yes. rather than <laughs> trying to fight it, trying to deny it, any of that is just simply to you celebrate the day by realizing that to some degree you can still corral it mm. into where you would like it to be. So you can take a break from it. You can take a midday nap. You can have, pack your lunch and have a picnic. You can do things to take a little break from it during the day. It'll be waiting on you when you get done. Yes, absolutely. It truly, chaos, never does die. Yes, that's so. not just a James Bond movie it, title. Is it a James Bond movie? It no, sounds like one. Tomorrow Never oh, Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, yeah. It should be a, a Bond movie. Well, we have been... Living eyeball deep in some chaos. Yeah. We yeah. Also... Some people might even say some bullshit along the way. <laughs> Possibly. I would not argue with that. Um, yes, we've also been living involuntarily off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got hardcore into a group we had no intention of belonging to. That's I was nearly elected true. president of that group. I don't even know what happened. 
Okay. Well, how do, how should we even begin? Well, hang on. I'll I'll explain why I'm cringing making and, owl noises yes. and cringing later. Um, where I would assume at, at this point, most of our people, our good people, know that what two weeks ago tomorrow. Well, two weeks ago today, as they're listening, it was Monday, yeah, October yeah, yeah. 26th. There you go. Yes. Um, an ice storm rolled through Oklahoma. And different from those in the past, it hit at a time of year where leaves were still pretty much fully on the trees. Fall had not claimed them yet. That's right. And when an ice storm <clears throat> hits, for those unfamiliar, it does freeze on branches and all of that. And with the added surface area of the leaves... The weight was incredible on yes. each branch. Now, they typically can be very devastating anyway. You add that to the mix, and it was, wow. It was apocalyptic. Yeah, it was. And by the time it was all said and done, throughout the state, nearly half a million people yes. lost their power. Yes. For some duration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, in terms of carnage... Like just our neighborhood looking, and we were, we only got restored on Friday mm -hmm. afternoon, late. Mm -hmm. um, so we were out for a greater duration than about 75% of those who were affected, according to the loose mm -hmm. statistics that were shared. Yes. And when you look up and down our street, everybody, so the city has said we will send by trucks eventually to help dispose of branches, just drag them to your curb. And there are many houses along the curb where the entire front of their property line is lined eight to ten foot tall. Yes. With multiple branches that have been drug out there. Yes. It was significant. There's tree carnage everywhere. Tree carnage. Yes. So, yes, we were very fortunate. Mm -hmm. the, first, the first day in, and we lost power on the first day in, early in the afternoon, expecting, looking out and kind of expecting things to get bad and trying to think proactively, mm -hmm. we said, hey, let's rent a hotel room tonight, treat it like a staycation with the kids, try to keep it from being a stressful event for them. That went swimmingly well. Yes, it was wonderful. We had fun. They enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Great little room, great little two rooms with a shared middle, which is necessary for a lot of people, which we have. And the next morning, we, you and I, had gone, and Nico, had gone to uh, maybe go grab some groceries and things for the room, and we'd barely made it out of the parking lot when one of the other children called and said, the power at the hotel just went out. Yes. At which point we transitioned, and we began spending evenings at your folks' home. Uh-huh. Yeah, they live in a different part of Oklahoma City mm -hmm. in a newer, much, much, much newer uh, subdivision where their power lines are buried underground. Yeah. And they never did. They didn't even have a flicker, I don't think. Right, right. They're, theirs being just a hair newer area than my mother's. My mother's area, I think, lost power twice for less than an hour each time. Yes. But they, st your folks stayed intact. And so we spent 10 days, 11 days-ish, something like that where we would spend the night there, we would load the vehicle up, drive back home to, one, take care of our doggos. Yes. Get them out, play with them, let them breathe and move about. And sit, hopefully, 
for hours. It, it was it was so crazy because within 48 hours of the storm, uh, temperatures were back up into yeah. the 60s and 70s during the day. Yes. So everything melted quickly, and it was fine to have a home with no power. You weren't right. freezing to death. Right. Um, yeah, we sat here, played cards, had a lot of great conversations with the kids. We we have gas, uh, a gas range, so we could cook things on the stovetop by flashlight, candlelight, or daylight, and did that. And then as the evening neared, if power wasn't back, which it wasn't, then we would get back in the vehicle, drive to your folks, enjoy a climate-controlled mm -hmm. evening. Charge, charge devices, yeah. get on the Wi-Fi. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Yep. And Friday, we thought it was going to be back Thursday night. And I guess we spent Wednesday night? Yeah, we came back Wednesday. Yeah. Just because we just, you know, we missed home. Yeah. And I think my parents were probably... I think they missed us missing home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so even though we did not have power back, we came back on Wednesday and believed that the, the time was coming. So yeah. it was actually Friday before it... It came back on, so the kids got to experience some yeah. true uh, camp out yeah. feelings. Wednesday out night, out. Thursday night, yeah. we had uh, either candles or flashlights or things to navigate in the dark, but spent the night here. Yes. And then, yeah, Friday is close to 3 o'clock, Friday afternoon, and just all of a sudden, magically, the power was on, and we all screamed like apes. Screamed, cried happy tears. I tore my clothes off and ran around the neighborhood naked. That was the highlight of the ice apocalypse. Yes, yes. Kyle. You'll probably see YouTube videos of it <laughs> out there. Sure. Um, it's not really intended for any audience. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is there. So, yeah, that's where we've been. And we have been missing our awesome today. Yes. Fam. Very much so. We it felt so weird to be out of our rhythms and routines. Our crew is back in the backyard. Just so oh, good, you know. good, so, good. That'll be part of what we talk about shortly. As yes, well. got people in the backyard <clears throat> working to clear debris. Well, before this natural interruption to the daily show, yeah, we had begun talking about desire. Would you care to recap us on what desire is, isn't, how you should, shouldn't receive it? Well, I think that to try to boil it down, one of the biggest revelations that we've had is that the desires that, that come to us that are natural to us, that are sort of from our own hearts, minds, souls, beings, that those desires actually come to us because God puts them there. Mm -hmm. He goes ahead of us, wanting us to have a thing. And in his love for us and his parenting of us, gives us the desire so that we might then pursue the thing that he wants us. Or at least to receive have. the thing. Or receive the thing. That's right. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Be open to the thing, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And that. Contrary to what many of us have had messaged into us as we've been growing up, a lot of us battle this thing of like, if I have a desire, it might it might be or it must be sinful or selfish or self-centered right, right. or frivolous or silly, um, uh, impractical. Like there's a whole variety of negative things we can assign yeah. to desires. So there's, there's some theological stuff to this, mm -hmm. um, even if you don't necessarily adhere to any specific theology, the idea, or rather maybe the contentious idea, 
that would cause one to balk at acceptance of desire would be the idea that we are created sinfully and imperfectly and that it is through the saving grace of Christ that we might conform one day to perfection. All right. Yeah. That would indicate then that any desire that you would have would by default be wrong. Right. The perspective that we are by default evil. Yes. Yeah. The different perspective, the more, well, we would say more correct, the Catholic perspective, the who all knows whatever groups agree with this, is that no, in fact, man was created perfectly. Mm -hmm. And when we are perfectly human, that we're perfect at that level, that sin was introduced, yeah. that made man less human, yeah. in effect. Right. So it's not that you can just blindly trust every desire you have. There's a value to examination of that desire, yes. um, which we we knew but didn't know exactly what that meant yet. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but to maybe rather than default to distrusting it, default to trusting it and examine it and go from there. Right. Yes. That's such a simpler way to say what I was kind of trying to get at. But yes, learning to assess and even just recognize, mm -hmm. name your desires, understand that you have a desire, and then move forward with, um, yeah, kind of testing out what that, what that looks like in your life. Yes. So as a tool then, for a lot of things, not just examination of that that desire, but for a lot of things around this, would be your emotions. Yes, and here I would say, if you asked me a year ago, if you and I would be having a good series of in-depth discussions about emotion, and that you would be like, team emotion. Yeah. You need to get in touch with your feelings. Bring me the feels, damn it. Get them in here. I would have been... Deeply skeptical that you yeah. and INTJ and Enneagram 5, all the things yeah. that are sometimes a little bit skeptical about feelings in general. Oh, sometimes it's an understatement. And this was this was beautiful to me because this learning for us started maybe just even a day before the power went out. Mm -hmm. But we needed, or at least I needed, this 10-day plus period to really live there and, and yeah. dig around and get the flashlight out and search the dark corners of the cellar of this thing and really explore it. Yes, that was a very on-point metaphor. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I do. I'm not a surface person, typically. But that's so true. I mean, having to live apart from your house, your routines, your work, your everything for an extended amount of time and without knowing when it's going to end and be in someone else's face, it's it will bring the feels to the surface mm -hmm. for sure. So let's talk about from, granted, we don't, the two of us don't span all of the personality types. Okay. But let's talk about from the per, each of our own perspective being the personality type that we are. Yeah, yeah. How we have historically viewed emotion. Okay. Well, I myself, as an NF type, uh, am intuitively and feelings oriented in the sense that um, it's, I, I'm very in touch with feeling and especially sensitive to the feelings of others. Sometimes as an Enneagram 9, I'm 
disconnected from my own feelings because I am so tuned into the feelings of those around me. But I'm a pretty emotional person. Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, the experience of feeling, especially if you're thinking about negative feelings, it's sort of like a, uh, a thread on a sweater and I can get a hold of it and just keep pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I might start out with something that was little and sad, but I will just tug on that until I have unraveled the whole sweater and the whole world has fallen apart. Yes. And that is not an uncommon experience of feeling for me. So you, you're more in touch or more, hmm. I don't know how to phrase this exactly. You you probably are more inclined to find where are my emotions on a thing. Right. Yes. And I think, you know, feeling types as opposed to thinking types, feeling types um, process information and make decisions of, about their thoughts, beliefs, and their actions based on a very subjective um, internal code of value, I guess you could say. Whereas a rational type would be like, no, 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 don't, there's an objective, this is what you do. Well, let me explain me. Okay, you go for it. But you go ahead, finish Well, it. I was just gonna say, so <clears throat> um, when it comes to, I'm not, even just aside from your, like, your personal feelings on the day-to-day, -day, like am I happy, am I sad, when it comes to like, how do you feel about this particular topic? See, I'm even using feel as mm -hmm. the uh, operative word here. You know, state your opinion on this given topic. My opinion is more apt than not to be feeling driven mm -hmm. instead of data driven. Right. Okay. So call me what you will. Personality typing, you'd call me an INTJ, a type five. Um, it's not that I'm without feeling. And this was an interesting conversation that we've we've had around all of this. I'm a I'm actually a, a deeply deeply passionate person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I feel things any more deeply than anyone else, but I think it's probably surprising to people that I do feel things deeply because I can be seemingly such a cold logic, um, stoic, stoic indifferent. indifferent, all of that. That's that's a a choice because I would look historically, at least in my own life experience of N equals one, and say, well, how much how much was ever accomplished sitting around the camp campfire singing Kumbaya? Well, not a damn thing. Mm -hmm. I would like to get something accomplished here and we can sort out the feelings afterwards. Right. I'm I'm action driven. If something is unpleasant, I want to get that thing to cease. Yeah. Rather than sitting around reveling in the unpleasantness of the feeling. Right. I want to get it addressed and move on. If it's good, I want to figure out why and what so that we can repeat that at some point. I think that you also have a far greater capacity than I do to like turn the switch off on feelings, especially for the sake of efficiency. Yes. So I don't know entirely how much of that is just pure personality type. Versus how much of that is life experience and training? Well, that too, yes. When when I coached, you know, your ball game when it's live is two to three hours max length, and 
if the opponent scores on you, if something negative happens, you don't have time to sit around and mollycoddle each other and right. feel bad and look to see who to blame. You you have to solve a damn problem now. Right. You you get ten to twelve times a season to keep your job. Yes. And so you don't waste time in the moment. You solve problems and move and move and move. And then later in the off season, you look back and you try to bring some sense of whatever to, again, to repeat good things, to avoid bad things in the future. Right. But in the middle of a ball game, is not the time to feel the feelings. That's right. And so, so I, I approach a lot of things in my life that way. This right. is, this is an action moment, not a reflective moment. Yes. Hopefully I've done enough reflection prior to this so that I can take action now. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, you know, a really rudimentary, stupid example of this would be if, you're, if your hand is on a hot stove, are you going to sit there and think about how you feel about it? No, no. Or are you going to get your damn hand off of it now yes. and deal with feelings in the aftermath? Right, yes. So ultimately where we landed, you and I, as we discussed this, is that we were both at, at least 51% wrong <laughs> in how we've handled and approached things. And then we ran across uh, a piece of material that described your emotions as somewhat of a radar system. Yes. Which was beautiful. It, this has been so paradigm shifting. Yeah. For sure. It has allowed me to more readily embrace mm -hmm. emotions and it's not embracing them to set and feel them and not do anything. Right. Um, if anything, it's it's a greater call to action, but it's more appropriately focused. Yes, 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 yes. Do you want to push through this? I feel like I'm doing too much of the talking. No, I don't think so at all. I'm just, I'm not even the talent here. I'm just some... <laughs> you most certainly are. I'm just like the person that carries the card around the boxing ring in between that is patently rounds untrue. to say this is I've got on my sexy little undergarments and I'm holding up the sign that says round three round four okay that's well I don't mind the sexy undergarments part well, but everyone else will trust me based on the response to my naked neighborhood running when the power came back on <laughs> you may be the only fan of that in the world uh but no one called the police so you got that because the phone lines weren't working yet <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when it comes to this idea of emotion as a radar system, this has been a complete game changer for me because I assign, and I think many people do, I assign feelings to feeling the feelings. Yes, yes, that's excellently stated. So to think of it as like, I don't, when I, let's say um, I'm feeling some frustration, disappointment, even anger over the way a situation is playing out. I don't have to try to talk myself out of feeling those things right. or deny that those feelings are there. I also do not have to plunge off of the deep end and just like live in the frustration, the agitation. Now, listen, I'm just telling you I'm at the beginning. I'm a beginning yeah. student of this. We're not pros. <laughs> we know what to do. We don't always do it. Right. Just now learning how to apply this. What I can do is I can say, oh, gosh, I'm feeling pretty angry about how this is playing out. And again, as an Enneagram 9, for me to even say, like, I have moments of anger. That feels really uncomfortable just to mm -hmm. say it. But if I can say, I'm feeling really angry about how this is playing out, that it doesn't have to be shut up. Anger doesn't exist. Anger is negative. Or Get I'm a jerk together. because I feel angry. Right. Or I'm a jerk. Only jerks feel angry. 
Um, and then I also don't have to hulk out right. on anyone as, as much as that might feel good in the moment. Um, but I can say, okay, this feeling of anger is signaling to me that I am out of alignment with what my actual desire is for fill in the blank situation. Mm -hmm. And so this has been so incredibly revelatory to think about these emotions that come up and ping us all throughout the day. God created them specifically for a reason yes. to give us a thermometer to check in and see where we are yeah. in living out, living according to the desires that he has given us. Yes. Yes. I loved and I, I think I'd seen several different pieces of language used to describe this, but ultimately that your emotions are nothing more than an indicator system. Yes. And so if you want to, if you want to view us as a duality, we have. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That internal desire, which we would view as divine, somebody that doesn't believe whatever, believes something different. But I think we would all agree that there is this deep underlying thing, the desire, the stuff. Yeah. And then there is how we handle and process that, whether we will accept or reject that. Yes. And that whether we're doing it overtly or subconsciously, that when we are not in harmony with that desire, that is what negative emotion is telling you. Yes. It is the indicator that says you're, you're not aligned well here. Right. Likewise, a positive emotion you can really lean into and say everything is is in harmony, right? is good within me and the inner me. Right, 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 right. And that's, it's really incredible. And to be able to catch yourself to use a strong emotion, whether it's negative or positive, mm -hmm. as somewhat of a step out of whatever distraction you're in and recognize I'm in harmony or I'm not. Exactly, yes. It provides fodder for a really introspective, a non-threatening introspective yeah. look when there is when there is a negative emotion to say, okay, hang on. What is it that I'm that I'm denying? Mm -hmm. What is it that I'm refusing to allow? Yes. And sometimes it's more readily findable yeah. than others. Sometimes it takes a little time to sort through that, but there's even peace mm -hmm. just in the recognition that this negative emotion isn't a negative thing. Mm -hmm. It's a sign that I need to, to get my alignment back in. And, and I can do that again from my personality type. This is my method. 
it's to go get some order restored. And then, but now instead of then now having, you know, once order's back, I don't have to go solve the problem. I did so in the process of getting myself back into alignment. Yes, absolutely. And the other side of the coin is when you feel those positive feelings yes. to chase that down and to pay attention. I was telling you earlier in one of our conversations about this, that I think I've conditioned myself, probably lots of us have, when you have that little spark of giddiness, when you're doing something or you're reading something that you just love or you're doing something that I will often be like, okay, calm down now. Or, right. you know, like, uh, I don't deserve to be that happy. Yeah. Or even just like, oh, that's silly. Just like to mm -hmm. minimize it instead of being like, oh, hey, that I, I got real giddy when I was doing this. What, what is that telling me? How is that being mm -hmm. a, an indicator of a desire, which I find to be fascinating. And I'll give you a concrete example. And again, see, I, even in talking about it, I want to say, this is so silly <laughs> because I've so conditioned myself to view things that make me happy that way. But when we opened the merch shop, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had so much fun. I'm not a graphic designer. I was just working in Canva, which is gives you templates and you can play around with and change the colors and those types of things. But I had so much fun. Now it was work and I had to like use my brain and figure out like if we, if we want this design to go on a t-shirt, what it should look like and, and those types of things. So it wasn't like I was just, I sat down and then like magic was flowing from my fingertips. Right. It was, you know, it was it some late nights and it was, but it was like so fun. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, as I look at the designs and, and I want to like do new things to be able to be like this, this made me happy. I should yeah. chase more of this yeah. down. And I think, I, and I, I just thought of this right before you started through that. I think so often we do crap on our own parade. <laughs> We do belittle our own moments of, of joy and happiness in so many areas that it can result in the one that we allow becoming an unhealthy obsession. Oh, interesting. Which okay. can feed the cycle worse later on. Right. Um, we, you and I both, early in the quarantine, were introduced to TikTok. Mm -hmm. And we enjoyed it. it, it it's fine and funny. Some respite and break and entertainment and all of that. And I mean, we, we very quickly, we weren't disallowing it. We very quickly, though, got to the point where we were spending a lot of freaking time on TikTok. TikTok will do that to you, yes. Because we weren't, I think, who knows? I mean, trying to trying to psychoanalyze yourself is always a terrible, Risk, terrible idea. But uh <laughs> I mean, I think there's so many other places in life where we would not allow mm. ourselves to enjoy something. Yes. Uh, that Because this one hadn't been disallowed, we went way overboard with it for a time. Right. And we were kind of having to, to deprive ourselves of other things, normal routines. Mm -hmm. It was when we couldn't go to church. Like there was just, there was a lot of joy that had been displaced in our lives. And right. I think that just zoning out on TikTok, which was fun and joyful. It kind of replaced it, but you're so right that it absolutely, if you are so used to just tamping down the, the happy makers, right. that it's really easy then to kind of go overboard into something. So certainly the same thing could cross over to what turns into substance abuse well, at times, sure, of course. where rather than just utilizing something to smooth an edge yeah. off of you, you you go all the way to the point of numbness. Right, exactly. 
So one thing that I thought was fascinating that you brought up is the concept, because we've talked about how much of this mirrors what you learned in the spiritual exercises with yeah. your spiritual director, Ignatian spirituality, that part, one component of practicing Ignatian spirituality is to do an examine. Mm-hmm. Usually, I think it's at the end of the day, right? That's their, is the practice. Just as a means of establishing a routine, it would be at the end of every day you would sit and reflect back. And so we kind of talked about how the concept of the examine can be applied to this. And you kind of alluded to this earlier to to say, like, if you've given the example, if you had the desire to go out and find you a new woman. Right. And I was still here at home. We're still married. If you just like had that desire. Well, in using the examine and holding up that desire against the, the absolutes the non-negotiables, the objective truths by which you live your life, that you would be able to clearly be like, right. well, I may have that desire, but... Right. Now, one of the things that I've, I've not recognized until the aftermath and with this new material is how much of the Ignatian language is around truly examination of how did something make you feel? Yes. Um, and so even in the absence of call it moral law, Christian law, to help as a guide, you could certainly look at, okay, if I had a carnal desire for someone, Mm -hmm. what kind of emotions did that stir? Did it stir up lust and and other things that we can identify as less healthy emotions? Right. Those would be negative. And so I would have to know in that moment, well, that's, if it's a negative emotion, then it's not in alignment and it's, it's incorrect. That's an easier instance looking at mm-hmm. carnal desires where traditionally Ignatian spirituality has been so valuable is when you have two choices, both of which are on the surface perfectly fine. Yeah. Do Should I enter into a life of ministry? Should I instead pursue this other thing? Both things may be, and it's certainly true of Ignatius's life himself, both choices may be perfectly noble and good, and so your right answer is going to be to examine your desire and how you feel. Does something, as you consider it, as you imagine yourself doing it, does it dredge up negative or positive emotion? Right. Yes. And so, again, going back to this idea that rather than ignoring or overexploding, mm-hmm emotion that they really all throughout the day is telling us so much yeah if we can get tuned in yeah and i'm i'm a i like processes Mm -hmm. and so anytime i feel a spike of emotion in a moment from my stoic indifference this is this is an intellectual trigger now to say okay let's explore that really quickly yep but one of the dangers for the the Stoic perspective is to float through almost in a place void of emotion. Okay. And and that's so wasteful and absent because you're not in alignment with anything there either. Right. You're you're just wasting time. You're lukewarm. You're nothing. Mm. And so I've also implemented almost on you know on the hour on some time increment to shake myself from whatever I'm involved with and stop and say, let's take a quick look at self. Yeah. Let's see how things are. Right. And not so rigid that then I have to feel guilty if I missed <laughs> the, you know, the timing of when that examination is supposed to occur. 
but just as a as a means to keep me really plugged in. Right. And I think, like I was saying, we are beginners at this. Yeah. And so this might be a practice like truly having maybe a little alarm set or something like that could be helpful as you begin the practice. And that hopefully eventually becomes just natural yeah. to yeah. do those check-ins. And you can, you can assign this to anything. Um, that's kind of Catholics that would keep icons around them, whether yes. it's at the church, in their homes, all the places. I view this as a very similar thing in that it's, it's, Hopefully something that establishes some routine in your life. Hey, every time you see the Virgin Mary as you walk by or whatever. Um, but it could it could truly and probably should be the most mundane things even that as a process and part of your day you could use as a reminder. Hey, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm going to stop and examine my emotions on the way or whatever. I think it bears mentioning too that sometimes it's not emotion alone that can help you uncover desire. Sometimes your actual physical body yes. will help you to tap into it. Um, there, there's a whole, and this is probably more episodes necessary, mm-hmm. um, your environment, mm-hmm. everything about your environment. Every time well, you experience, it's through experience of your environment that you figure out what you like and don't like, what your preferences are. Yes. AKA desires. Mm-hmm. I would desire not that thing again, or more of this thing. Mm-hmm. And from that perspective, when you can embrace that really, right, and see your environment as the stimuli that helps you figure out preferences, then a negative event is far less negative. Okay. It's educational. Well, do you want to take this moment to talk about what's happening with your Yeah, sure. And- sure. We'll visit all of this more because it's what we're in the middle of. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll learn something tomorrow that makes everything we said today sound less educated. <laughs> well, I hope so. So in the many days that we spent at your folks, I, excuse me, I had to belch like an eight. <clears throat> Yeah, it's that bubbly water. Yes. Um, I found myself sleeping in a recliner every night. Now, most certainly not this recliner. Most recliners do not lay perfectly flat. You have this curvature to your body. It's an older recliner, it's lumpy, things and all that. And I noticed several days in that each progressive morning, my low back was in worse and worse shape. Yeah. I don't have back problems. I'm a relatively fit human, despite some extra weight that I probably don't need to be carrying. But all that said, I'm a fairly fit individual. Yeah. But noticed day after day, my back's getting more and more sore, more and more something weird. We get home, so power came on Friday night. Saturday morning, I was working on some things around the house, and I was not, I wasn't doing anything strenuous. I'd literally just stopped and was squatting down messing with the thing, not in a weird body position, not straining, any of that. And I felt all of a sudden the muscles in my low back just, it felt like they were spiraling into a complete and utter knot. By the time I'd managed to stand up, they seized so hard that it knocked the breath out of me and I could barely take baby steps and move. And that continued, um, that was Friday morning. That was Friday morning. I think it was Thursday, because Friday we went to the Cairo. I thought Saturday we went. I don't know. Whatever. It, it was, was last week. It was a morning that it happened. Yeah. I suffered through 
the day, stretching periodically, thinking, okay, I'm, I'm getting a leg up on this. And then all of a sudden, it would seize so hard that I would emit a guttural gasp out of my control, just, Ugh! Yeah. It was... It was scary. It was wow. It yeah. was scary for us, but I'm sure intensely, intensely painful for you. It's it's some of the greatest pain I've ever felt in my life. Anything involving the nervous system, nerve bundles and some of that, wow. Yeah. It was intense. And so this was all as you had purchased gear, tools, supplies, everything to do the take care of the tree carnage in our backyard. Remember which, the tree carnage? Yeah, remember that part? Yeah, Kyle had bought all kinds of stuff yeah. to get out there and do it himself because, mm -hmm. again, as an able-bodied man in the house, you were ready to get out there and get that's, the kids involved. And, that's what everybody in the neighborhood, what everybody in Oklahoma City is doing yeah, right now. Yeah. Probably the entirety of the state that was hit by the storm is doing this. Right. And so it was someone else's idea of the right thing to do. Yes. I'm just following suit because we just try to fit in, right? Right. Do what's responsible. Do what's responsible. You really were trying to. Um, and then this happens and not only, like you couldn't even go up and down the stairs. Right, right. So I would seize three times coming down the stairs, just clinging to the rail and hoping that my hand strength would prevent me from pump. Flopping down the rest of the stairs, not even on the bad staircase side. Say, our stairs are already the stairs from hell. Bad. The other side that we've discussed before. Yes. Um, yeah. So the next the next morning, we get into a chiropractor who, not to be popped, but to have some therapy done. Yeah. Um, stems machine, different stuff. It. Uh, yeah. It's been a real experience, and oddly. Throughout all of this, I was never truly emotionally negative right. about everything that was happening. Initially, I was a little bit spooked because it was so severe. And in fairness, this isn't, it isn't the first time this has happened to me. It is the third, but this third time, the first time was 25 years ago. Right. So it's not like it's something that happens frequently. There's 10 to 12 years, mm -hmm. 15 years in between. Yeah these instances yeah so it's still you forget how bad something hurt. there's no way you could ever it's like having a baby i'm sure and that you never remember how bad it hurt yeah. or you wouldn't do it again <laughs> but so in this case it was like your body was helping you to sort of tune in and listen you know the just the yeah. circumstance of it your body made it clear like you aren't clearing the treatment. Right. Carnage. You will not. Yeah. Because we're on a little bit of a timer. Right. The Oklahoma City has granted that they will provide services that come by and pick up stuff at the curb. But that's not a you have forever to get it no. done. Yes. It's, it's on a schedule. And I I can't do that. Right. In this in this time of being limited. Now, one really cool thing that happened and this was early in and it's probably what helped me tremendously. Uh, to begin to take some different perspectives. We just prior to a couple weeks prior to the storm, we bought new beds for our girls. And as things occur, it ended up taking them a month mm -hmm. to get them shipped. Well, they arrived Wednesday. Yep. We had no power. We were here and they brought the beds into a dark home. Mm -hmm. um, well, those needed to be put together. They're, otherwise, they're just stuff we're climbing over to get in and out of the house. Right. And I, I couldn't do anything. Now, fortunately, 
none of the pieces were ridiculously too heavy to deal with. And the construction, uh, big shout out, even though they're not a show sponsor to Ethan Allen, they make some excellently designed furniture. Mm -hmm. I stood there uh, periodically going into spasm and gasping and gave verbal instruction to our completely non-mechanical oldest daughter. Yep. And walked her through, talked her through putting the first one together and then mom and next daughter got home and talked to them through putting together the second, the beds got all put together and it forced me into a very peaceful mm -hmm. teaching rather than just move, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Um, what a great experience that was with them. The girls were tickled to death that they'd done something right and, and put something together. Um, so then in the aftermath of that and looking at the backyard and realizing Every time I looked at the backyard, I felt very negative emotion, mm -hmm. very negative emotion. And I'd originally assigned that to, well, that's something I need to get done. Right. But I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so it, it didn't seem fair. It didn't seem right that I would have negative emotion about something I can't do. Yeah. And so examining that and really thinking fairly about it, what I realized was I hate working in the damn yard. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I grew up doing it. And I had assumed, I guess, for a lot of years that, well, my dad taught me to do it. And that's because that's what men are supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But my dad loved it. Mm -hmm. That's why my dad did it. He yeah. loved working in the yard. If there was nothing to work on, he'd go tear something up so he, he could fix it again. Absolutely would do that. No question. Yeah. He loved it. I, I've i always hated it. Mm -hmm. Not even low key. <laughs> High key. High key. I despise it. And so it dawned on me, well, my my negative emotion, every time I see that backyard, it isn't because I need to get out there and get to work on stuff. It's because I'm trying to convince myself, arguing with myself, trying to convince myself that I should and that I want to and that it's the responsible thing. And no, now there's certainly times in life where it's a necessity, but you feel differently when it's a true necessity. We have, we're fortunate in this moment in life, we have the cash resources in place I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. I can pay someone. Yeah. And the moment that I said that out loud to you, man, I felt like a burden was lifted off of me. Right. Because I was done lying to myself. Yes. And I was at peace and we began calling around. You've probably, anybody who's watching the video has probably seen our crew of five through the background of the window here. Yeah. We had a, a little bit of an interesting time finding them. Obviously, every tree service yeah. in the state, as well as a few out of state that have come yeah. here, they're booked out. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to go find the five-star rating and right. whatever Better Business Bureau and yes. get the top-notch team out here anytime soon. We found on the Nextdoor app mm -hmm. a, a group that has done a lot of business in our neighborhood around here. A lot of great reviews, very seemingly cool deal so we invited them over for a quote they came over i was expecting i was expecting two thousand dollars because that's how significant the damage is yeah they quoted less than 500 yeah which made it even more like oh why in the hell was i even thinking about doing this right for two i'll go deliver pizzas for the amount of money they quoted to pay for this if I didn't have the cash because it's worth it to not have to do it. Right. That's how much I hate it. Yeah. And they came, they said they they quoted, I even talked them into taking a little bit more because I think they underbid the thing. Yes. And, and I'm not about 
trying to strike the deal that screws somebody over. I think the healthy way to do things is that so that both parties walk away wanting to do business with each other again. Exactly. Yes. That's from everything we've learned. That's natural to me anyway, but from everything we've learned about that's creative. That's the creative process of growth that, that both parties are left better. Yes. And so I think that this does definitely reflect the Ignatian practice of discernment. Yeah. Like, there's things that we all have to do that we're like not looking forward to. I got to go clean out our chest freezer where all yeah. the food sat and rotted. I'm not looking forward to that, but I don't feel like a sense of dread about it. I don't have a terrible feeling. If I think about not doing it, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, the burden has been lifted the way you felt right. about the yard. Right. And so there's this thing of discernment of like, all of us do have things just because we're human beings living life on this planet, unless you're royalty and somebody does everything for you. Right. right. Um, we all have to do some things that we may not have positive giddy feelings right. about. But as you're discerning, as you're using the exam and as you're discerning, you're thinking about like, is this a true, and I think this would probably come with practice over time too. Is this a true thing that I am like violating alignment with my actual desire to push forward and do this? Or is it just kind of like, I'm not looking forward to this. This is not going to be fun, but right. I can, I can make it happen. I, I think, yes. And with experience to learn to trust your emotional yeah. feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the indicator system that lets you know. Yes. Um, yeah. I know we've rambled on a lot. We probably ought to transition for today into yes. the final segment. Yes. So watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Let's buzz through that. What have we been watching? Well, you watched this in our ice capade. I watched <laughs> this from a recliner on a laptop. That's right. Uh, and now I'm watching it on our TV at home. It's on Netflix and it's called The Queen's Gambit. And it is phenomenal. It is. I cannot provide enough adjectives and or adverbs to praise this. It's so great. The story is fascinating. The other night I had to force myself in, like, it was like getting to be midnight. I was and like, this I, is I have to go to sleep. From the person who gladly sleeps in a movie theater. Yes. Have not ever had a qualm about sleeping through any kind of entertainment. I couldn't stop watching it. The writing is fantastic. The acting is superb. The cinematography is incredible. Golly. Every episode, Brilliant. the cinematography is equivalent or better than a top tier movie. Yeah. It so, is incredible. So good. If you have not watched The Queen's Gambit, you have to do it. Yes. Yes. It's about chess, but even if you don't know what chess yeah. is or how it works, do not worry about it. It's not fair to say it's about no, chess. I shouldn't have said it. Chess is part chess. of the storyline, but yeah. it's not about chess. No, 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 no. It's about a person who's pretty remarkable. Yes. And it's based on a true story, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. I would wager you'll be hard pressed to find somebody that hates it. Yeah. So good. So, so, so good. Well, we are still reading intermittently, along with a ton of other material. We are reading Revelations of Divine Love by Julian of Norwich. Yes. I'm, I was slow to really give this one a shout and say, yeah, yeah, but yeah you need to read this. Um, and if you do, or when you do, if I want to say things that positively... At least the version we, we got in book format, the first huge portion at the beginning, skip it. It's scholarly commentary. It's scholarly commentary from the guy who did the translation work. Yeah. 
Um, skip all the way there. You'll know there's, you get to the section, uh, several sections in that talks about, actually, I think it's like the short version or something of her, the, the visions that she received. Start there. Yeah. Unless you're just a, a glutton for all those other details. Right. Start with the other if you want. When you get bored, don't feel guilty about skipping ahead. Maybe yeah. that's a better way to say it. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay, listening. First of all, if you haven't listened to this week's episode of Sword Awesome, you can go listen to that. Kyle is yeah. my guest. We talk about our unpreparedness for an yeah. emergency. It's a whole thing. Go listen to that. I found before the ice storm happened um, a podcast series, a limited series called Mafia Queens. It is about a woman who was a mafia wife, and unlike many mafia wives, mafia wives, unlike many mafia wives, especially in New York City, like in the say sixties, fifties, sixties era, um, she started herself a business. Yeah, and the business was um, drag clubs. Wow! So queens being a gotcha. double entendre gotcha. there, but I was only a few episodes in before we got all distracted with our life getting turned upside down. But so far, it's really good. I will give you an update to see if it's something to to hang with and go check out. But it's called Mafia Queens. Fascinating story. Outstanding. Well, I will finish this off with a lifestyle, and I've got to read the notes for this. This is in connection with my wonderful back spasms. Yes. Um, there is a device called a TENS unit, T-E-N-S, and that stands for transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. Now, I was not a stranger to this before. Anybody who has participated in the athletics world has full knowledge and experience with these. Um, it's, it's a tiny, like maybe the size of a cell phone roughly device with cords coming off of it. You have four little electrodes that you stick to your back or wherever it is, wherever it is that your nervous system has gone haywire, yeah. which is what's going on with the spasm. Mm -hmm. And it introduces then at your controlled by a dial that you have full control of, um, it introduces electrical stimulus. Now your entire nervous system is in fact electrical. Your muscular system operates off of electrical impulses. So this gets in there and it interrupts what's been going on, creating through that just mild uh, flexion and relaxation at, at, again, a controllable pace uh, or frequency, amplitude, all the things, but even just the standard, you don't have to know all that, just standard settings are enough. Yeah. It interrupts all of that. It helps your muscles to let go and relax. Right. It is a revelation. I used it, what, probably 10 minutes out of every hour yesterday. And I started out the day pretty sure I was going to crap my pants every time I breathed mm -hmm. to by the end of the day, I had about 90% mobility back, still tenderness and all that's not like a miraculous healing, but it allowed me to get back to functional. Yes. Um, and again, doing the same thing again today. And I'm still have, again, there's, there's, because you have inflammation, yeah. um, some mild pain and different types of movements and things, but man. The, the change is light years difference. I can't imagine trying to make it through the weekend because I'm going back to the chiropractor Monday for a follow-up. Um, I can't imagine trying to make it through the weekend without this device. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a major event like this. If you have tension, mid-back, neck, different things like that, this is 
a very valuable device to have available to you. Super simple to use, and I think you can get one anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks off of Amazon. Um, hey, we'd love it if you're gonna do that. Use Meg's link, all that stuff. But even if you don't, use the link, get one. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. Yes. Especially if you're in a time frame where maybe doctors aren't as available as you'd like. Yeah, yeah. It has been a true miracle worker for you. Yes. All right. It's a lot of stuff. It is. Is that everything? I think it is. Well, for the first time in two weeks, have a freaking awesome today, <laughs> would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Unplanned vacations can be really expensive. Plan accordingly, and you might not have to take one. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.